Now, The Common Sense Psychic with Phyllis King. Phyllis brings a unique and down-to-earth style with her Common Sense Psychic readings and spiritual dialogue with callers and guests. Here's your host for The Common Sense Psychic, Phyllis King. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. I am your host, Phyllis King, The Common Sense Psychic, and happy Friday. Here we are, right before Valentine's Day. Um... Do any of you celebrate Valentine's Day? What does that mean to you? What does it not mean to you? In some ways, it's kind of a manufactured holiday to me, even though I love celebrating it. Another opportunity for consumerism to get us to the flower and candy store. But I have to say, I've already bought flowers, I've already bought candy, and yes, I confess, I've already consumed candy. So that's how it goes. Um, If you're interested... um, I created 12 tips for amazing, passionate, and enduring love, and I've been posting that in my on Facebook and in my newsletter, and I finished up the final two tips today, and that will be going out shortly. But if you're interested, you know, find me on Facebook there or just go to my website, and you can subscribe to my newsletter, and I'll send you that. Um, but that was fun. It was um, you know, I do a lot of love classes and teaching people how to create benevolent relationships and such, but it's really fun to just sit down now and again and reassess and say, okay, what actually does work and what do I think and how has it evolved over the years? And and uh, I actually really enjoyed doing that. And, and so I guess, if anything, that's been a good thing for Valentine's Day for me to just reassess what I know works, um, what's helpful, and what inspires people, you know, to stay in the process of creating connected, honest, loving relationships. You know, in my work, so much of the time, I'm dealing with people's issues and concerns. Um, not that people don't ever call me when they're doing well or don't, you know, reach out to say, you know, thanks for this, things are going great right now. But for the most part, people reach out to me when there's a time of crisis or struggle or they're stuck or they're sad or they're afraid of something. And um, and after we've had a hardship, you know, and especially after we get a few years under our belt, let's say we're in our late 30s, moving into our 40s, and even younger, though, we start to get disillusioned. And if we don't stay open to learning new things, to trying new things, to being open to possibility, then what happens? We just keep regurgitating the same habits, the same beliefs, the same thoughts we've always had that took us to the conclusions we've realized, the ones that hurt us, the ones that disappointed us. And so I would say so much of my work is keeping people inspired and helping them find the courage, which is really what it takes at the core, finding the courage to keep going, to stay open and try something new. And I know another trap people get into really centers around sort of an all-or-nothing mentality. You know, we we see a vision for ourselves, whether it's personal, professional, what have you, and it's fantastic. We envision this, you know, high high-paying jobs, you know, people appreciating us, we're happy in our role, but we're miserable. And from miserable to ultimate happiness is a pretty big leap. It doesn't it doesn't happen in one step. It's a number of steps. And so for most people, it's learning how to be content and peaceful with the steps. Each step, you know, I did a video recently related to my success formula program when I talk about just paying attention to the step that is right before you, that 200 feet right around you. And if you make that 200 feet right around you potent, uh, peaceful, I'm using a lot of P words here, (laughs) potent, peaceful, and productive. I'm staying with the P. Um, That's all you really need to do. I mean, that's sort of Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. How do you make now, you know, as good as you possibly can? The future really will take care of itself. But it's when we get stuck on an identification with something, you know, I'm never going to commit again. I'm never going to go out and never do a blind date again. I'm never doing this type of, we we make these all or nothing conclusions, which really represent our feelings of powerlessness. I'm not able to get it done and I'm too afraid and I really don't think I can do it. 
And so, again, so many of the people I talk to in the course of a day are struggling with so much of that futility. And do I have the courage to pick myself up and point myself in another direction? Well, I'll tell you what's given me the courage over the years to pick myself up and point myself in the right direction, because I'm no different than any one of you. I would say the biggest difference is that I, you know, I live what I teach. You know, I'm not going to ask anybody to do anything I don't do myself. And I don't like to do things that don't work. (laughs) I'm a little bit A-type personality in that. I like to discover practices and techniques that actually get me where I want to go. And I have that entrepreneur mentality, so I keep looking until I find what works. And I think in life, and even if you're not an entrepreneur by profession, that we have to develop some of that, that ability to just, rather than identify with the experiences, oh my God, I didn't get this thing or this bad thing happened, what can I learn from this? How is it making me grow? What am I learning about myself? What attributes am I developing because I'm going through this thing? And lean into that part of the picture. And the more you lean into those parts of the picture rather than solely focused on the outcome you wanted or want, it's really the name of the game. You know, and in my book The Energy of Abundance, which is everything I talk about on the air, one of the Two things people do most often to sabotage their goals and success is they're attached to an outcome. That getting a certain outcome is where they put their value. I've got to have that thing. I've got to win that award. I've got to have that certain pile of money or I'm not, you know, my life has no value or I have no value or I've screwed up or something of that nature. So our ability to not attach a value beyond um, the true meaning of the outcome we're going after is the name of the game, that the value is always inside. You know, I found this great post on Facebook. <laughs> I, I like Facebook. I really, It's really grown on me over the years. But it was a quote from George Harrison of the Beatles, if any of you are old enough to remember the Beatles. Um, and I, I'm paraphrasing here. I'm not remembering all of it. But essentially, George Harrison is saying it really... At the beginning, it was all about money and all about fame and all about accumulation. And then I realized, and this is again, I'm paraphrasing, that it's about am I peaceful? Am I happy? Do I know how to get myself happy in the moment? And I'm telling you, when it comes to abundance, which is sort of the benchmark of my business, that ability to be peaceful inside keeps us in the flow when nothing outside of us can cause us to be unhappy. And it doesn't mean that unhappiness never falls in our lap. You know, if my best friend were to fall off the face of the planet tomorrow, I guarantee you there would be some tears, even though I have a spiritual perspective and I know I have a belief of what happens after we die and all this kind of stuff, I would miss her desperately, right? So, but that's different than I don't feel good about myself, I don't feel confident, I don't feel capable, I feel like life is random and there's no rhyme or, you know, that's a very different thing. I'm talking about I have a way to make sense of life that works to me, works for me, and I practice it. Nothing more, nothing less. So here we are on Valentine's Day or the cusp of it, and it's such a great time to not just think about the love we want in our relationships, but the love we have for ourselves. You know, I'm actually smack dab in the middle of teaching a love class right now. It's an eight-week class. And one of my students, literally what she's having to work on is self-love. That's the impediment that she's putting up to receiving love. So what does that mean? Well, she's a high performer in her work life, just, you know, corporate, aggressive, fantastic, brilliant person. And running a lot of male energy, if you will. And so she thinks everything is an achievement-based approach. And really, any form of abundance, which includes love to me, is an allowing process. And so she becomes very impatient with her process and then turns in on herself. What's the matter with me? Why isn't it working for me? Which really is just a form of self-criticism. So that ability, and I'm just using this as an example, but our ability to love ourselves unconditionally don't care how many pounds we need to lose. I don't care 
you know, what our circumstance is, how many divorces we've had or how much we haven't ever been married before, it's irrelevant. It's really about am I going to be there for myself? And when we learn to be there for ourselves, love ourselves, and I'm not talking like a narcissist, (laughs) I'm saying we care for ourselves as we would our very best friend. It's very easy to attract partners who do the same. Anyhow, so I went on and on here. You know, one thing always leads me to another, but I like to start with some sort of message, and that's it for today. Um, but it is going to be an on-air readings day, and this will be the last time I give the number out, by the way, because I don't like the queue to get so full I can't get to everybody. But the number to get on the air is 917-889-2894, 917-889-2894. And you're welcome to um, chat me up in the chat room. And um, I will take those questions in the order of re- received, sort of in between the the, um, the phone the people on the phones. And I see, hello, everyone in the chat room today starting to arrive, and we do have Lexi who has sent a question in, and I will look at that at some point during the hour here. Also, find me on Facebook, find me on Twitter, find me on YouTube, find me on Instagram, all those places, Common Sense Psychic or Phyllis King, all of the above. Um, Anything else I need to share with you, just all roads lead to phyllisking.com if you want to learn more about me, um, my books, my services, all that good stuff, anything that resonates with you um okay i'm gonna let's start in new york and we're gonna hear from rena rena welcome to the show hi thank you so much for taking my call my pleasure good to talk to you so how are you you and what's going on with work you said you need to talk about work yes um there's this project that i have going on and i'm wondering if i should take um a role as actress or director i'm wondering what you think um what you said in the beginning really resonated about allowing um you know so if i should just allow and kind of not try to figure it out now mm-hmm. D- did you say I, the first word i didn't actually hear did you say actress or director yes yes i'm wondering how i should um approach it with the um you know, in beginning stage of should I do both? Um, okay, one, I don't think you. Yeah, I don't think you should do both. That's my immediate response to the energy. And mm-hmm. um, what's coming up? It's not that you couldn't do both, or that you couldn't be the director, if you will. But the energy is suggesting actress is the way to go. And what I when I'm watching the pattern of this project start to unfold. Um, there's a fair amount of chaos and um, dissension from the parties involved, that people have different points of view or something about how it should go about. There's some uh, power struggle type energy. So if you want to be involved in that and that feels like, yes, that's the role I really feel called to be in, then by all means go for more of that director role. But if you're really looking to improve your own part in the process and get the most out of it for you, I would say the actress role. It just feels like you're going to get more from that, and the other one will require that you give more, and at the end of the day, what will you think of that? So what does that mean to you that I just said? That makes perfect sense. I actually want that. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. Um, okay. Of the uh, yeah, that's what I yeah that's yeah that's what I feel more comfortable with. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's good. Really so, makes sense. Yeah. Good. So then we I just validated what you already knew. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good. Yes. Very good. Thank well, I'm glad you called. Uh, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Um, <laughs> working. Um, working. Trying to work. Yeah. Yeah. Working. Yeah conference call um yeah bit of a workaholic i guess um but i love it so (laughs) well if you're loving it then that's a good thing well wonderful well whatever you're up to rena have a great weekend and thank you for the call thank you also thank you have a wonderful weekend and happy valentine's day thank you so much i do appreciate it um Let's see. I've been doing a lot of talking. I'm going to take a very quick break, and when we come back, I'll get to more of your calls and questions. You're listening to Phyllis King. Um, I am the Common Sense Psychic. Stay with me. 
Hello, it's me I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to me To go over everything They say the time's supposed to heal you But I ain't done much healing Hello, can you hear me? I'm in California dreaming about who we used to be When we were younger and free I've forgotten how it felt before the world fell at our feet There's such a difference between us and a million miles Adele, really the person we want to listen to on Valentine's Day? <laughs> I love her. But... So are we waiting for someone to come back, hoping or are we looking for greener pastures? Um, yeah. You know, it's funny. I find that most people really want to stay with what is. I mean, if it's at all possible, people just love to stay with what is and hang on to that for all kinds of reasons. Um and there is a time to cut and run. Obviously, I always look at that in terms of when we are not growing anymore, when we find ourselves smalling ourselves down, uh, you know, when we find ourselves, you know, always trying to pull somebody else up. I think that's a pretty good, pretty good indicator. Um, let me take a that quick question in the chat room from Lexi, and then I'll go back to your calls. Okay, so Lexi has two friends. Uh-oh, Bruce and Darren. Huh. Listen to this, guys. Will I be in a deeper relationship with either of them? Okay, Lexi, you're clearly ready. She's like, I'm ready. I, there's options. Which one of them? <laughs> now, let me ask you, Lexi, if you're at your computer here, do you have a preference or just either or? They're just both equally fantastic and just whichever one of them pops first? I mean, really, what, do you, what are you thinking with that? So anyhow, answer me that up, and then I'll go to the next level of your question and just kind of cracked me up that you're looking at both of them. Interesting. Um, Okay, let's go to, um, where am I? Uh, Area code 951. Hi, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, it's uh, Nathaniel calling from California. Hi, Nathaniel. Good to hear from you. Um, you. What's going on? What's your question today? Well, I have a move uh, with some roommates. I'd be moving to the Lake Elsinore area. Uh-huh. With a couple other roommates, uh, Pete and Tracy. You're going to move to Tracy? No. I have oh. a couple other roommates, Pete and Tracy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, okay, why are you moving to Tracy? Um, all right, Pete and Tracy, and? It's Keep to going. The Lake Elson- it's to the Lake Elsinore area, and... Uh, uh, they need to sign a, a year lease uh, so they can get it. And and so, what's really the question about it? Will they do it? Or I mean, I'm not following. Yeah, you know, so uh, you know, Tracy has promised, uh, you know, for me to kind of uh, get into business. Uh, he's got a business there, and uh, he's. Uh, wants me to get in business and, you know, sign everything. And they're kind of desperate, actually, to get a place. And uh, they're thinking I'm as desperate, too, but I'm really not. I'm as desperate as they are. But uh, Mm -hmm. I'm living in Barstow, which is a pretty desolate place, though. And I Mm -hmm. want to get out of the area. and Mm -hmm. uh, But I'm not so sure they want to. 
they have to move in a week or so, and I, I don't need, you know, I need to give 30-day notice here. And, uh, well, here's my first feeling, my first reaction, and this is just a psychic hit, and this is just my gut level. It's me on a cellular level, but of course my mouth is attached. Um, why you want? Why you want to hit your trailer to people who are running desperate energy? You know that old saying that in abundance, and it's like, it's like who you hang out with is who how does go essentially. So if you're, you know, and people hang the the people, the two or three people who are closest to you will are indicative of where your finances will be. Um, or your relationships as well. So um, I'm not loving this idea, as you can tell. You're not. I'm not. I don't yeah. have to love it because it's not my life, but um, I look at things from an energetic perspective. And if someone is running desperation, that's a low-frequency vibration. It's somewhat chaotic in nature, and it's unstable. It doesn't mean that you can't stabilize it. I mean, if you know these people well and you know that they can become grounded, I suppose that would uh, influence my logical mind better. But on a gut level, intuitive hit, I'm like, it's certainly nothing I would do. But I'm not you, you're not me. Do you know these people well enough to know that they become grounded? or you know? And like you said, you're feeling pressed because you want to behave in a balanced manner. <laughs> You're like, well, I want to give 30 days notice, and I'm not feeling desperate, and you're sort of trying to be caught yeah, up know, in their way. I don't know if it's, you know, I kind of didn't want to give a lot of those things away from my my personal thing. I wanted to see what you get because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I have a, you know, he's promising a lot of opportunity as far as business and uh you know, he's prom- they're promising to buy me a car and stuff there. I don't know if it'll all work out. If I could get an amendment or a lawyer to sign up the things that he's promising, you know, to put in the lease or something, it might make have some more common sense. But uh, I'm really in a desperate area, though. I'm in Barstow, and most of the people here are home. You know, I mean, it's just terrible. And he's there well, look in it, a if, better if, if, area, if, and I don't I have a car. The... I think that you want to separate your goals from what's being promised to you. Because what you said right there has some texture to it. I mean, it's got some energy on it when you say, nothing's happening here in Barstow. I I need to make a move. So I get it. So that feels real and valid. But I certainly wouldn't hang my coattails on any promises about what might occur I would I leave it open to say, well, that would be fantastic if these things could occur, but I certainly wouldn't count on it. And I'm just yeah. saying it feels somewhat unstable to me. Not that you can't go and move and uh, make it okay, but will those opportunities come to pass? I, it feels iffy. However, if you're feeling like you're in a better space, then you're more likely to be able to create opportunities anyhow. If you're already feeling, oh man, I'm under it here, and <laughs> this is this is no man's land out here. So if you get someplace that doesn't feel like no man's land, it's gonna it's just gonna bring your vibrational frequencies up. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I and then on a good point, I by myself, I don't have the other roommates, you know, on myself. But it's a very small apartment. You know, it's mm-hmm. only, you know, 400 square. I walk in the back door and there's a kitchen that is about 9 by 11. And then there's a, a living room slash bedroom that's like 9 by 11. And then the oh, other room. Oh, so it's room, kind of like a studio almost. Oh, it's terrible. And, you know, it's it's a little house by itself. It's really, you know, they call it apartment C, you know. But it's only like 18 and a half by 22 or something. <laughs> Sounds the, small. The whole house. Yeah. And uh, it has a flat roof, and it gets well, real Nathan, cold. Well, Nathan, tell me, or Nathaniel, tell me, what do, what do you want to do? Set aside your roommates, set aside living alone. I mean, what do you, what's the biggest change you want to see in your life right now? Well, I love music. I'd love to become a music, you know, to play music. You know, I have a friend that he makes $500 a night playing in Vegas, you know, but uh, I, I like to do that. I, I am uh, quite, uh, you know, into astrology and stuff, too, mm-hmm. so 
I, I like that, and I, I bore the day of ironic insight. I don't know if you remember. I know. So is the, the answer to that question that you want to change how you're earning income or that you want to move into your passion projects? Well, uh, he has a thing where he's selling marijuana, and uh, <laughs> he has a, a dispensary service, so he's saying that, you know, he could be kept me in at a low price, you know, and mm-hmm. I could be delivering and making quite a bit. People but make the, good money at that, so you know. Yeah, people don't understand the, the that it's a five really, billion dollar. The, you know, the answer to your question really lies in what matters to you the most right now. And what I've heard from you is changing your location does matter to you. That's what I've heard. And if you're having a roommate situation, yeah, there's some level of you know it's not the same as living alone. Let's face it. But there's shared expenses, and there's there's positives to not living alone, and maybe that will afford you the opportunity to expand into your passion projects. And if there's this other opportunity to be a delivery guy, I, people make great money at that. So he um, really does. He, I could mm-hmm. be making double at least my money by mm-hmm. for delivery. You know, if I have a forty dollar mm-hmm. delivery, I could mm-hmm. be making at least twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do five or ten of those a day, and you're in good shape. Yeah, so, it doesn't really show on the on the thing, though. It doesn't really show on your credit report because it's all cash. Right. So you want to move in the direction of the energy that feels the best. And if you're feeling constrained by where you are, that energy impacts your creative process in all ways. Everything's connected. So this is why I talk energy so much that we, you know, we can't, our finances aren't in one place, our love in another, our well-being in another. It's all connected. So keep going in the direction that feels the most relieving, that feels best to you. And it may not be perfect, right? But if it takes you up and out of where you are, good. And then you just keep fine-tuning it to keep taking one step at a time in the direction of what you feel that is better than where you are. And so I I hope that's helpful in some way. And it's okay to have a little bit of fear. There's nothing wrong with fear. If too much fear paralyzes us, but a little bit is good because that means we're getting out of our comfort zone, we're changing the formula, we're doing something a little bit differently. So, um, yeah. I I hope that's helpful. I think you just have to sit down and say, am I ready? Am I ready for a change? Yeah, there's decisions about it. And certainly me being really desolate here in Barstow, there's, you know, it's way out in the middle of the high desert, so. Yeah, I, I, I got know. that. Are well, I tell Cal- you what, Nathan, I, I would love it if you would download the archive of this show when you're done and listen to our conversation again, because I think if you hear it once or twice, it, it might help you center on your decision. Um, and, and, you know, okay. it it might not all be perfect, but I it seems like it's probably a good step for you, based upon what you've told me, that you really want the heck out of Barstow. Yeah, that should be a song uh, of some short sort. I need the heck out of Barstow. You're a musician. I Write a I, song about getting out of Barstow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All yeah, right, I, Nathan. You, let me know uh, what happens to you and where you land. And I do appreciate the call. Yeah, you know everything isn't a straight shot. We'd like to think it is. I could take this one step and everything will be perfect. But it's really just I talked about it at the top of the hour. It's like the first those 200 feet right in front of you. What's right? in front of you. And what we kept hearing from Nathan was Barstow is a dead end, right? And so just deal with that. And then you get to Bar- then you get to Lake Elsinore and then you take the next step and then the next. And then when you make the right decision in the moment for what's right before you, you start to create a synchronistic flow and it doesn't become as difficult to discern what's right and what isn't. So the the moral of the story, pay attention to how you feel. <laughs> okay, so back to the chat room momentarily. Lexi, remember Lexi? <laughs> she likes both guys. She likes Darren and she likes Bruce. They're both great. And she they're friends too. And she goes, I like them both, but I am wondering if one wants to get into a deeper loving relationship. So it's funny. Their names resonate similarly. So um, let me just look and see if... if either one see and part of the problem is i would think both of them probably have some chemistry or feeling for you 
And because they're friends, I, it, that's the impediment as well. It's like, does either one of them want to step on the other's foot or sort of be that person who breaks up the trio in a way? Not that the three of you hang out together all the time, but you know that puts that puts their friendship in a different way because one of them partnered with you. I would have to say that Darren, his energy resonates as more ready. Uh, Bruce ener- uh, resonates as more um, aggressive or more confident, more willing, able to make a move or something. But Darren feels like the one that would be most available. Do you match with either of these guys? Um, beyond a friendship level, um, you know, I'm I'm not getting a strong hit, Lexi, with either one of them for you. It doesn't mean you couldn't try and and move forward and bat your eyelashes a little bit to give a, <laughs> a few signals. Um, but neither of them feel like a life partner to me. And again, I don't know if that's because of their friendship. Or it's truly because neither one of these are right. And that's that's what I'm trying to discern. But I don't have any problem if you, again, bat your eyelashes and flip your hair over your shoulder a couple times to let them know that you're feeling feminine around them. But, um, yeah, and just see if it sort of organically comes to pass. You don't want to have to force anything. And if something happens to move with with Darren, then then go with it. And if not then you know keep your heart and your mind open to someone else because clearly you're ready to be in a relationship you're like let's let's have something happen here and you are considering all the possibilities that are before you so i like that and as i'm watching your pattern by the way lexi when i look at you at the end of april and may you are holding hands with somebody so if it's not one of these guys it's somebody else okay so good luck with that okay all right now let's talk to uh where are we um, area code 402, hi, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, hello. Are you, maybe you're just listening and it puts you back on hold. Um, area code 219, hi, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Britt and I'm calling from Indiana. Did you say Britt, like in Britt Eklund? No, Liz, L-I-Z. Oh, Liz, and you're, okay, good. And um, what's going on with you? What's the nature of your question today? Um, the nature of my question is my relationship. I sometimes I don't, I don't know if he, uh, he's sincere or he's, is, uh, doesn't, I don't know if he doesn't seem like he's willing to want a commitment. Yeah, and how long has this, wishy-washiness been going on well i've been with him for two years um you know i i think he cares about you there's no doubt that this person there's a connection he cares and you know i have you talked about it openly and is it i mean does he just need a little um, encouragement to or, uh, to let or for you to let him know where you are, or has that already transpired? Um, he's well. He always says that he loves me, and um, he wants, I guess, be with me. But uh, his actions speak otherwise. Um, so has he done something awful, or he just isn't? He's too wishy-washy. Um, I can't, I can't say it. Um, he doesn't. I don't think he's mature enough. <laughs> oh, or really? Well, no diss to men in general, and but th- this might sound like it. So forgive me if it comes off that way. Any of my male listeners, but men do not mature at the same rate women do, and mm-hmm. they actually, especially when they get into their twenties, men really well. They always do, but they rely on us to lead the way because. Women are culturally trained and programmed how to be nurturers, how to be emo- how to be emotional, and how to solve complex relationship dynamics. Men don't do it that way. They don't get it that way, and they really rely on us to lead the way. So, um, and then in terms of the maturity piece, uh, because of that, they don't 
mature at the same pace, and they just see the world through different eyes, plain and simple. So getting uh, in peace with the fact that that's how it is with a lot of men, not all of them, but a lot of them, is step one. But step two is to really sit down and behave in an adult manner with him, not a critical manner, not in a you're getting it wrong manner, but rather than um, an excited way and saying, well, this is really, you know, we've been together two years, this is who I am, this is who you are, we're compatible, you know, and I have these goals for myself, what are your goals, and how can we come together in another way so that I can, we can go to the next step in our life because I feel like it's kind of stagnating a bit. And yeah. I think that he wants to, um, but I think it will also reveal itself in the next few months whether or not he can do it. You know, because right. I think yeah. people often show up how they are and and then they either follow along through the relationship or not. Now, do you feel like you've been leading and you've been putting the breadcrumbs out there or you've just sort of letting him do what he wants to do when he wants to do it? Um, I try to before just trying to, you know, see where this is going. Is this really something that I know I want, but I don't know if he wants, and then he mm-hmm. gets a little, feels like it's too restricting, too confining, and that's when mm-hmm. he goes on so outburst-like, just doing what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Well, and so he's kind of showing you who he is. So um, I think for you, you'll have to decide what your needs are and if there's a time frame within which you need those needs to get met. Is it a month? Is it six months? Is it in the next year? And kind of lay out. But I'd still have a conversation about goals and and what each of you wants for yourself. And, and it's good for couples to make goals together, you know. And if you're wanting a, a bigger commitment and to build a life in a different way, then you have to put that out there. And I don't encourage you to keep it under wraps. Because if he's not the right person and he's not going to be ready in the next five years or ten years, he may never be ready, it's it's hard to say, you don't want to continue to invest your life in something that's not going to give you what you need. Am I making myself clear or are you feeling more confused? No, 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 you're making yourself clear. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I... I, I think it could go either way. I think he loves you. I think he cares about you. And I think you just have to craft a presentation of sorts to express your point of view and your needs without putting him down, without criticizing him, without telling him he's doing it wrong, but really from a perspective of this is where I am in my life. This is what really I need to make myself feel full in my life. These are the dreams and goals I have. How do you see yourself fitting into that? What are your dreams and goals? And really come at it from that discussion, the same type of discussion you would have with a, your best girlfriend, you know, and, and really bring it into the friend zone so that you can have it without a lot of charge on it. Okay. Well, do call me back at some point so I can hear what happened in this saga. And what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Um, probably nothing. <laughs> Well, you got to do something, even if you're not doing it with him. I mean, box of chocolates, you got to treat yourself in some way. I mean, you don't have to, but it's I not going to no depress idea. you to do nothing. Is that right? You're fine with it coming and going? Yeah, I'm fine with Oh, that. okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually going to watch Zoolander. <laughs> oh, wow. I saw Ben Stiller on the Kelly and Michael show. He just cracks me up. I thought I could use a good laugh. I think I'm going to watch Zoolander. The Zoolander 2 is coming out anyhow. Well, thank you for the call, and I'll be holding a good thought for you, and uh, happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. You too. You're most welcome. Um, Okay. Oh, this is great. Oh, and hi, Wolfgang in the chat room and crazed and confused. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Crazed and confused. That's funny. Hi, Phyllis. I'm wondering about job and money. Well, they usually go hand in hand, don't they? My company is talking about moving to another state. Will this affect me greatly? Uh, The resume is out, but I really like this job. Don't want to look for another one. Oh, I get it. 
crazed and confused. <laughs> crazed is cracking me up for some reason. Um, do me a favor, crazed and confused, just to make sure I'm picking up your energy pro- properly. Type me your first name or type me the name of your role at your company. And then my friend Wolfgang, uh, my question is, here we go, career-based again. Sort of want to see the direction on the show I'm supposed to be doing. Um, Okay, I need a teeny bit more information. So when you say direction, are you talking about how you develop your character? Or, um, yeah, fill me in a little bit more on that. Oh, okay, crazed and confused as a sales agent. Okay, let's look at that. Mm-hmm. You know, I get geography is a big different is a big deal. Um, I guess what I would be looking at is the area you are in versus where you're going. I would look at the economics of the area if they're superior or inferior to where you are, because that will ultimately affect everything else. Um, and I'm wondering when I, when I look at the move, I'm wondering if you will be happy there only because, you know, how far away is it? I'm wondering if it causes you to have to create a whole new network, even in family and friends and how that works for you. So I, what you're hearing from me, um, is that I'm not loving the move on you. doesn't mean that you can't do it, but I think, um, for you to really buy in, you're going to have to do some more personal research to find out if it can match with you. And I get that you don't want to have to look for another job. You know, I get it. Um, but, you know, you seem talented. You seem obviously creative, <laughs> even though you're crazed and confused. <laughs> yeah, oh, so there we go. He, <clears throat> he, she emails me. I've been there. I didn't like the area. So I think that's important information, you know. It's important. It's a big deal to relocate. And, you know, he said you're going south, you're in a new state, and, you know, and if you're a northern person, that's a big culture shock to go south. So I don't think you need to worry about it. I think you need to trust that life arranges around us in ways that are highest good. And, um, and that I'm sure um, if you have to find something new, you will find something that fits and that you can make a great income at and and not have to give up everything. I don't think you want to fit a square peg into a round hole, uh, essentially. I just, you know, there's some level of discomfort no matter which direction you move. I mean, and that's sort of what's up for you in your life. If you move, there's discomfort there. If you stay, then you have to get a new job and there's discomfort there. So if it were me, I would just run the pros and cons about it, but you know, I'm, my gut level is telling me it's probably not a great idea and match for you. So take that for what it's worth, and um, good luck with that. And to Wolfgang, um, let's see, where are you? Oh, yeah, he's crazy and confused. I'm a city kid. Okay, will the show be moving forward, and will it get on a network? Actors, let's see. Um well, I have to tell you, Wolfgang, I mean, you do have sparkles written all over you. So, you know, it's only a matter of when, not if. And if it's not this show, it's going to be something else. So let me just feel the energy of where you are <clears throat> and if you're heading to network TV. <clears throat> well, you're certainly heading there. I mean, if not beyond. So, you know, your whole energy, like I said, you sparkle and so that means that you're involved in projects that sparkle as well. So, um, you know, I give it about a 70% chance that this particular project will make its way through the ranks to get where you need it to go. But if not this, you know, you know, I, I just don't want you, what am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say, I don't like people to put all their eggs in one basket or think that it's this or nothing because that's not the case for you. Um, and I feel like there's a really good shot that this could come through and you would hear about this with relatively soon, that somebody, however it works in your industry that these decisions get made and steps get taken, I think you'd hear relatively soon. So um, if you haven't heard by, you know, the 1st of April, you know, maybe you could check back in then and we'll see what the momentums look like. But if it's going to pop, it's going to pop quick. It's not going to take forever. And if this one, then something else, all right? 
Okay, good to see you there. <laughs> Look at he's saying, "Wow, really?" <laughs> it's cute. Um, I'm going to take a very quick break, and then I'll be back and get to more of your calls and questions. Uh, You're listening to Phyllis King, and I'm your Common Sense Psychic. Stay with me. Welcome back to the show. I hope we all got happy. I was singing. I wasn't resting my my uh, my voice on the break. Anyhow, um, if you would like to receive a copy of my 12 tips to amazing, passionate, and enduring love, um, go on my Facebook page or just email me, and I'll be happy to send that to you uh, in honor of Valentine's Day. Um, here's my friend in Sacramento, Adele. Welcome, love. How are you? How are you? I am great, Phyllis. How are you? I'm good. Good to hear from you. (laughs) What's that, love? Good to hear your voice. Thank Uh, you. Good to hear your voice. Um, All right. You know, it's uh, my age-old problem, disconnecting from the outcome. And uh, (laughs) so I've got a question about the outcome. (laughs) Do you still see uh, dollar signs on on what's-his-face, Adrian? Yes, and I'll just share with the audience real quickly that Adele has been in a long-term relationship, sometimes together, sometimes long distance. Right now it's currently long distance with someone who's actually very creative and uh, an inventor type, also a musician as well, who's sort of been on the cusp of you know, trying to pull in his uh, big payday, if you will. And this is a person, and I'm sharing it with you, Adele, as well as the audience, just to include them, that he does have a windfall written on him. So he will and wants to experience that in the lifetime. But on the flip side of that, I will say, often people who struggle with money and then get a windfall lose it (laughs) within a fairly short period of time. But he does have it still written on him. It's just a matter of when he can connect the dots, when he finally points himself. You know, he has so many ideas. It's when he finally points the right idea to the right people and the right organization. So in terms of his timing, you know, it's it's hard for me almost to look at his timing anymore because he, you know, it, it's so much up to him. And when something is written in someone's like blueprint, is which I look at, and they're they're schematic, if you will, and it's already uh-huh. meant to be, it, it can be a bear to pick the timing when someone keeps getting in their own way, essentially. So, yes, there will be money. Will it be this year? Will it be next year? Uh, You know, your guess is probably as good as mine. I guess if I knew what the current idea was, what is the current idea? Then we can look at that. um, Well, it's uh, it's an animal promotion, you know, uh, animal welfare promotion idea, uh, not necessarily welfare, uh, charity. It's an an event that would benefit... um, rescue organizations, that kind of a thing, and it involves uh, one of the automobile companies. Well, uh, certainly, again, when I look at the energy of the idea, it's really good. You know, it just has a lot of legs to it. I wonder if the partner is the right partner, but uh, and if that is limiting. I mean, if you get an automaker involved, I mean, that's going to translate to huge money. Um, but the 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 um, idea is great. But of course, when you're talking huge money, um, these things either move really fast, they just happen, or they move really slow. So, where is he in that spectrum? 
you know, if he's actively reaching out to the automakers at this point and he's in communication with folks, I would think it would have to, he'd have to have some information about this particular project by the end of July. He just have to. I mean, it has to come to pass in this fiscal year, if you will, or what's you know, you're, you're then you're off into another cycle. So oh, that would be you'd know, see what's happening by the end. And, and has he told you anything or no? Yeah, well, just that um, uh, that they're trying to work out the, the legal logistics, but I, I've gotten that on his other projects, and they fell through. So I'm mm-hmm. not. I don't know about that. Uh, and does well, it still look like I will be? Re- oh, let me. Yeah, you can certainly hang in there on a peripheral level, since he continues to promise you your payday when he gets a payday. Um, uh-huh. But in the meantime, but continue I'm... to pursue your own. Your own abundance yeah, on I'm your own terms. Yeah, I'm going through. I'm trying to get some. Um, I'm going to some seminars on getting alternative financing and that kind of thing. And that's another. Excellent. That's the one other question I had for you. Do you see me re- re- still relocating by the summer? I guess is when you were saying. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I do see you relocating, but I am wondering if it's Southern California or not. So I'm wondering if uh. it might be you know, central California or something somewhere different. But it, definitely a relocation is coming for you this year. Okay, good, good to hear. Okay, I will keep uh, in touch then. Yeah, it's what are you doing for Valentine's Day? <laughs> Probably going to go spend quiet, quality time with my cat colony. I have to do some trapping. <laughs> it's it's okay. kitten season, so I'm out there with the space, trap, neuter, and release. <laughs> okay. All right, love. Good to hear from you, and you take care. Okay, fellas. Thank you. All right. All right, area code 707. Hi, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Jose, and I'm calling from Northern California. Yes, you are, 707. Um, hi, Jose. So what's the nature of your call? What's your question? What's going on? Well, my question and the nature of my call is uh, is this. I've, uh, I'm, I'm 40 years old. Wife, three oh kids. my God, that's a problem. I'm sorry. Dum dum dum. I know, right? <laughs> well, the problem seems to be uh, employment over and over again. Um, I've I've done construction since I was 18. I I stopped doing that uh, uh, when I was 28 and um, got a city job as a maintenance worker. I wow. did that for almost 10 years, and then uh, uh, in the middle of in the middle of that job, I decided that. Um, what I really always wanted to do was law enforcement. Wow, and when I was 34, okay. I went to a police academy, passed uh-huh. it. Um, uh, I even got on with a, a department. It didn't work out. The people there were kind of, I don't know, just kind of iffy. And um mm-hmm. didn't work out. I got my old job back at my uh, city job. And wow. then um, another department was hiring. I tried that out. It worked out great for seven months. And then when I got uh, switched to another uh, division, um, it just fell apart. And I'm like wondering, and it's and that was, and it's, so I had to resign. And um, it's been almost a year since I've had a job, and I'm like, what's going on? And um, mm. I just recently, I mean, I've applied for all these all kinds of jobs throughout the past year, and um, even most recently, I've, I've even been for the past two months been going for even lower paying jobs, and that I'm mm. I'm highly qualified for, but. And I go to these interviews, everything is positive, and it's like, all right, this is the job. Well, at least I'll have some work. And then I, I get to thanks but no thanks, and it's like, what's what's going on? Am I mm-hmm. am I pursuing the right thing? Or, you know, I, mean, I, I don't know. I'm just well, really confused yeah. in a bad place. Yeah, I get it. I mean, clearly you're hugely talented and have a lot of great skill sets and a great personality. I mean, you've got a lot of things going for you. But one of the things I see happen but with people going. Well, well not off. on the surface, but there's an intangible reality, which is, you know, which is my level of expertise in, in so many ways. Right. But um, in the 40s, people end up having to really, not having, it's actually a good thing. You really get to fine tune what it is that matters to you and what you want beyond money. And so I just encourage you, I mean, you obviously were interested in law enforcement and for some reason, I mean, what are you interested in? What gets you excited? 
to get up out of bed besides a paycheck. I know you need to eat and you need a roof, but what's your well, passion? I what, I, we, I, yeah. The, the passion with law enforcement, I've always, I've always been interested in it, but I grew up in a, a really rough city where you wouldn't have too many friends if you went around and said, hey, I want to be a cop when I grow up. Oh, right. So I kind of right. kept it suppressed for a long time. And then finally just, it just it, it realized, it just made sense. I'm a, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot two and I'm like built like a you know like a linebacker, and all my <laughs> life since I was little or younger, it's always been my job to protect people, to protect wow. my family, protect my friends. So I I don't know, and then it just seemed like law enforcement. I just have a calling to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just this thing of like protecting and being in the uh-huh. public, and I I don't know. So and I keep no matter what I try, no matter what I try and get into outside of law enforcement. My radar keeps going back to it, but I'm like thinking, well, well am I, am I doing, is this, is this really like false reading of radar? You know what I mean? No, 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 no. I just think you have to uh, expand the box that you're in and widen the lens that you're seeing your skill sets through. That if you're, I, I don't know, are you past the age that you do law enforcement? Do they not recruit after 40 or what does that work like? Just about any federal job, they they won't hire you uh, past your 37th uh, birthday. Oh, okay. So, like, but what about, wanna... I mean, if protecting and being of service in that way still rocks your your world, I mean, what about, like, any type of security, um, high-level security? I'm not talking about a security guard, per se, with no background. Or, you know, being involved with, you know, actresses or politicians, people who need that type of expertise i mean or becoming a consultant of some sort for your and and creating your own business i mean it seems like you have enormous experience and you could create some type of firm for yourself i mean do you really want to work for someone else well actually i when you say enormous experience that's the thing about me i have i'm like a jack of all trades but i'm not an expert Mm -hmm. in anything you know what i mean i know just enough to you know to get me pushed through but that's it like well i know i don't know about that I mean, and well, I think well, that having a example, lot of varied was, experience is a really good thing. Um, and I, you just was, have uh, to decide which one is most important to you if you want to hone in on it a little bit more, and if it's law enforcement or protection or bodyguard or whatever that looks like. But, you know, I, I, I don't see that as a negative. I think you are. So I would I would stop that inner dialogue that's saying that you've you've screwed up and somehow or somehow you've missed the boat. That I think life prepares us for where we're trying our next steps. I mean I really believe that, and and I'm a lot older than you, and so I have more experience to see that track record. But right. I really encourage you to consider um, either consulting or looking into other areas of protection and being of service uh, where maybe you're the boss. You know, and start to really exercise your instinct and and what you do know, and build upon it. Hey, I've been doing this work for thirty years, but there's still plenty I don't know, and I'm always learning. And hopefully, you will be too. That as you continue on your career path, that you know a certain amount, and you'll continue to learn what you don't know and apply it and become better because of it. But I think you're smalling yourself down a bit, and you're boxing yourself in by the way you're viewing your experience and your options. And so right. again, I'm 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 running up against the clock, so I'm going to talk fast. And but <laughs> look at all the different ways that you might be able to apply those skill set. Look at the common denominator. What do I love about being a protector? What do I? What really does it give me? How, how does it make me feel great about myself? Do I feel full? So you can identify what doing that role really gives you. And then you'll see a million, uh, not a million, but many other ways you can deliver your service uh, to, to, be a, to, to be with others and some sort of coaching or, uh, you know, consultant of some sort. There's got to be something else. And I would encourage you to consider an entrepreneurial role if you feel you have that skill set or find out how, because I think you should be the boss. That's what I'm getting off of you. But if you see yourself as small, and because you know a lot of things on a lot of different areas, then you're putting yourself down because of that. You're going to have to get over that. Well, I actually feel the need uh, or a calling to be a sergeant and and, and keep okay. building above that. The thing, uh, 
I recently got into uh Oh, correction. you know what, Jose? I'm so sorry. I have to I'm really I've like 8 seconds. Feel free to call back again. Call me off my website phyllisking.com and we can continue this conversation. But I do Thank appreciate so the call appreciate and uh I wish you well with this. Thank you. All right, folks, you've been listening to Phyllis King. I'm the Common Sense Psychic. Have a wonderful day and a great weekend. <laughs>